Hi, my name is Lindsay Amico, and this is the Picture Perfect Mind podcast, where we work on connecting to our higher selves, releasing our limiting beliefs, and creating our unreal lives. You're listening to episode four, how to be happy with where you are now. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Picture Perfect Mind podcast. We are going to be talking about the ego. What a surprise. I'm sure you're surprised, right? (laughs) Yes, we need to talk more about this internal dialogue. We need to understand what is going on from within so that we could really just start to feel better because that is so important. This is why we are here. We deserve to live the life that we want to live. We deserve to live the life of our dreams. We deserve to feel good. And it's really difficult to feel good when we are constantly connected to that ego voice, right? So we're gonna talk even more about that today. So I hope you're having a great day today, and I really hope that you are able to take some time, grab your journal, grab a cup of coffee, and see what is going on within you right now. So I guarantee, because you are a human being listening to this podcast, that there is some kind of internal dialogue within you that is not necessarily beneficial. I 100% know that because it is a part of us. It is a part of the human experience. And I'm going to actually talk a little bit more about the science behind our brain and how it functions and why it functions the way it does, okay? But even if you haven't done that yet, it's not that you can't get anything from this episode, but you might want to pause it grab your journal and just write out what is really going on right now. What kind of story are you connecting to? What is causing you to feel the way you are feeling? So if you're anxious right now, what is the dialogue behind the anxiety? What is it telling you that's not quite right about where you are today? So just to give a really brief recap about last time, you should totally listen to the last episode. I talked so much about going into my business and how this has really riled up my ego and my doubt. And we talked about how the ego is a separation from love at the end of the day, how we always have love within us, but the ego is just that separation, that connection to fear. So one day we think we have it under control and understand it. And then the next day, something triggers us to believe the fear story again, right? And I totally call it the shapeshifter. Like, I believe it's a chameleon. Depending on the day, it's going to change. So we think, oh, yesterday I was really down on myself. I was feeling like no one was going to understand what I was talking about, but I got that under control. I returned to love and I recognized my worth. The next day, you're telling yourself money is scarce and hard to come by, right? The next, it's that, you know, you're not worthy to be doing what you're doing or you're not worthy of the friends that you have. Maybe the next, it's even just feeling like your jeans are too tight, right? Like it doesn't really have like the only rhyme or reason behind it is that it's fear, 
There is rhyme or reason because it's trying to protect you. It's trying to help you to be safe. And it's a totally natural narrative to happen. But we're bringing the awareness to it so we can shift it. And the good news is that you're always in the driver's seat. So no matter how far down the rabbit hole we've gone, we can always return to love and acceptance. Always. So now that we know all of that, Let's dive into the topic of why are we never totally happy with where we are right now? And even as I'm saying it, I feel like you already, your wheels are turning. You already have an understanding of where I'm going with this. I hear it from people all the time. We make a decision to move ourselves in one direction and find ourselves second guessing or wishing we could turn back. Or it's the way it shows up for you when something really good happens in your life. So maybe it's a new client or a new opportunity or you find someone that you love dating, right? And these good things are great, but then you're wondering where the next part is. You're wanting the next step. One client comes through, you're wondering where the other 10 are. You find the love of your life, you want the engagement ring, right? You get one client, you get an opportunity in your business, you want the money rolling in. You look at your spreadsheet of income and wonder where that next level is, right? You lose five pounds, have an unhealthy meal, and feel as though you've sabotaged it all, and all of a sudden are projecting into the future of needing that perfect body. Maybe you just bought a new house even and are already dreaming of what you want to do to the house next, or you're not quite happy with the backyard, or you're comparing yourself to the mom next door who posts inspirational quotes along with adorable photos of her five kids and the organic meals she preps before her hot yoga class and you're looking at your life like, what the heck? I get it. I totally get it, my friends. This is why I do what I do. So for me personally, it's definitely shown up as that doubt about leaving my full-time job, right? I have days where I'm listening to my nine-to-five friends with like intense jealousy that they kind of have this identity, this solid identity of like, this is where they go to work, this is who they work with, here's their coworkers, here's their paycheck. And sometimes I think if I could just have a semblance of normalcy for a week, it would make me feel sane again. But then I think about how I felt when I was in my full-time job and how I was really yearning to help people, to help others to feel so much better by providing them with the tools to do so. And some days it feels like I'm on a bridge and I can't turn back around, right? Like I'm looking forward and the only way is forward, but it's just scary because then I look back and I'm like, did I make the right choice? So This part of ourselves tells us we're not exactly where we should be. Maybe someone else is there, but you're not. You took one step forward, but look at all the steps you still need to take, right? It's that negative internal critic. And at the end of the day, it's totally a lie that you need to be elsewhere. But it's an important key to understanding what's going on beneath the surface, right? So feeling like our genes are too tight. That's just an example. Your jeans are too tight, but somehow we make that about our self-worth. We make it about, oh, I should have eaten X, Y, and Z, and I messed up, and now I'm feeling it, and I feel so bad about myself, and I can't believe I ended up back here again, right? So that's just an example. 
but we need to understand a couple of things first. So the first thing we need to understand about all of this is that we have this naturally occurring internal dialogue. It's our narrating mind, and it's a part of being a human being. So from the moment we wake up, we begin to think thoughts. So we could think about how tired we are. Maybe we didn't get the best night of sleep. Maybe we think about how we have to get to work or how we had a conflict with our spouse or our partner or whether or not our kids are up yet or we're anticipating that meeting or whatever. We all have that narrating dialogue. And scientists actually say that we have 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. So we got a lot of thoughts, people. And it's really a part of our coping mechanism as human beings to think a lot of the same thoughts over and over. So they might not be exactly the same, but the quality of our thoughts is a part of our habitual thinking process. So that's why if we're not super happy with how we're feeling, it has to do with our thoughts. And we really have to figure out the core of why the thoughts are happening, right? So it's not that the ego is without rhyme or reason because there's always that underlying reason, that message that's trying to come through to help you. So if we're sad about how our genes are fitting, it means we have a habitual thought narrative about our gene size and how it's our worth, right? So this could come from comparison stories. This is stories might have happened to you throughout your life that were traumatic. Maybe your mom has always put her body down and you started taking that on. Of course, societal stuff, right? Like as women, we are always told that our body and our looks are our worth. You look at the screens, you look at the actors, you look at the stories, you look at the magazine photos, of course, right? So when we think, my jeans are tight and there's something wrong with what I'm doing and how I'm eating. Therefore, there is something wrong with me. Okay. And that is so powerful because I just need to say when I, so I've done like Whole30 and stuff and I'm not trying to say never do Whole30, but I have a little more of an extreme when it comes to food or, you know, other activities, really, it's, I guess I would kind of call it an addictive personality because I get into something and I'm really into it. But I was like at my skinniest when I was really on the whole 30 train and like trying to make sure that I was doing that. And I truly did not think I was skinny. Like, my mindset was that I still wasn't good enough. I still wasn't feeling good enough. I had more weight to lose whatever. And I look back at those photos now, guys, like I look back and I am like, oh my gosh, I was like an unhealthy skinny. Like really, I couldn't believe it. And the thing is, I wasn't happy. Like, I really wasn't happy. So therefore, my size was not my worth and my size was also not my happiness. And I am so gung-ho about health. Like, I'm making health changes now and it's such a part of self-care and all of these things flow into each other. But the thing is, if our mindset is not right, if our mindset and our inner critic is so loud, we it is so hard to find happiness in where we are at the moment. Okay, so just a little sidebar about that. Being thin is not the key to happiness because there's always going to be more things that we want to resolve and fix, which is why I'm talking about this now. Second part of the understanding is knowing about the doing mind. Okay, 
So we can think of our mind in two gears, just like a car, right? A car has more than two gears, but thinking about being in drive is really important when you're in a car. Being in park is all, all very important, right? So our mind's in two gears. One is the doing mind. This is the part of you that goes through the to-do list and get things done, gets things done, right? So you go to the grocery store, you have your grocery list, you're like, oh, I need to get X, Y, and Z, and you go home and make the casserole, right? That is so important. That is an incredibly important part of our mind that we connect to that helps us to be able to accomplish things. Like imagine if we didn't have that and we could never get anything done. And it's also the part of our mind that helps us to know what we desire and where we want to grow and evolve, okay? The other part of our mind is the one that we really struggle to connect to in this society. And I know where you're going with this. You're already thinking, oh my gosh, when she's talking about the doing mind, I'm so there. I'm connected to my to-do lists. I'm thinking productivity is my worth. The other part of our mind is the being mind. So there's nothing inherently wrong with either one. It's just that the doing mind wants to be fixing things and the being mind has nowhere to go, nothing to do, and it just is. It just is. And instead of accepting where we are right now and loving where we are, the doing mind tells us we need to be somewhere else. And it's a struggle when it becomes involved with how we're feeling. So one, we have a constant narrative. Two, there's a part of our brain that we rely heavily on, which is the doing mind. And even as I'm talking about this, your doing mind might be getting riled up, wondering how can I fix it? Help me to fix it. She's so right. I do this all the time, but I need to know how to stop it. And right away, I just want to say, let's bring the compassion forward. Let's bring the compassion forward because this is something that everyone goes through. This is a part of the human experience, guys, and it is so natural. So the doing mind is trying to keep you safe, but in the meantime, it's causing a lot of pain and frustration. But like I said, let's be grateful for this part of our brain because it's the part of us that is seeking to expand and grow with the universe. This is the part of you that maybe you have a hobby that's really cool, right? Like maybe you decided you wanted to run a half marathon. This is the part of you that was able to set up the training structure for that. But it's also the part of you that when you're sitting on your couch and you're trying to just watch trashy television, who's been there, and you're trying to just enjoy the moment and relax, it's telling you you should be doing laundry, you should be cleaning the dishes, you shouldn't be laying here, you should be working out, right? It's the part of you that wants you to be in a different place. So I'm going to talk to you about how we can reconnect to our reality right now. This is just one of the tools that you can use. So just giving you a few steps now that we have an understanding of the issue. And I only call it an issue because it's igniting emotions that we don't want. So when we're thinking about how our genes are tight and this has something to do with our self-worth, it's igniting emotions of unworthiness and we're seeking to feel worthiness. Okay. So step one, once again, bringing in awareness that you are connecting to a story. 
So this could be writing out the story if that's helpful to you, or it could even be multiple stories. I just want you to write them out so we can bring a little bit of separation from our stories and from ourselves. Because how many times have you been connected to this negative dialogue and made it about you? You feel so down. You feel so connected to lower vibrations, right? Two, ask yourself, what is the future thing that I want going to give me that I don't have right now? So basically, everything we ever want and desire in our life is because of how we believe it's going to make us feel. So how do you want to feel? Well, right now, if you're feeling unworthy about your pant size, you probably want to feel confidence and you want to feel external validation, right? You want to feel strong. This could be anything from love, acceptance, gratitude, excitement, connection, external validation, anything, right? So where are we now and where do we want to be? Step three, could I provide that feeling to myself right now? Okay, so I am feeling unworthy and I want to feel worthy. I am feeling lack and I want to feel abundance. I am feeling confused and I want to feel clarity. I am feeling unloved and I want to feel love. Understanding what is the feeling behind the dialogue? Okay. And some days I do want to give just a little caveat that some days we need to feel our feelings. I'm a huge proponent of feeling our feelings because these thought or not thought processes. I guess these are thought processes. These tools are amazing and I'm going to always be providing you new tools for your tool belt and things you can implement in your lives because I really appreciate them. But some days, and I'll have another podcast episode on this, we need to sit with our feelings. We need to sit and fully be okay with where we are right now. Because if we don't allow ourselves to feel the feeling and we just start implementing these processes, oftentimes we push it down or push it away, which always causes it to come back up. It's when we start actually allowing ourselves and bringing compassion forward and asking where these things are coming from and bringing more attention to them and looking our fear in the face that we can actually begin to release them, okay? So just keep that in mind. If it's feeling too forced, it's okay to just kind of be with where you are today. It's okay to actually, maybe you can't get to abundance, right? Like maybe you can just feel a small semblance of gratitude. Step four after, could I provide that feeling to myself right now? What is in my life right now that I am so grateful for? that makes me feel elevated and happy and excited or that makes me feel the emotion that I'm trying to generate intentionally. So what is in my life right now that makes me feel worthy? Okay, what is in my life right now that makes me feel abundant? 
sometimes we are so focused on the problem that we're seeking to fix that we can't get into the space of happiness in the right here and right now just looking around us something from so small to just i am so grateful for the water i had today my morning coffee the food in my fridge the fact that i could pay my credit card bill my pet my mom my husband i am so grateful for the jeans even though they're tight today that i have them to wear I'm so grateful for the body that I live in, even though I am still working on the healing process and I am still working on becoming a healthier person because that is right for me. I am so happy that I have this body to move around in on this planet Earth. I am so grateful for the friend that I had coffee with the other day. Okay? So it seems like a simple gratitude exercise and in a way that it is, but really we are intentionally creating emotions when we are dropping into what is present for us right here and right now. So it's not just an exercise in gratitude. It's understanding our internal dialogue and knowing that it's not currently serving us and making a step into shifting it. It's asking the internal dialogue what is trying to be delivered and then being able to deliver that to ourselves. And delivering it to ourselves just looks different on a day-to-day basis, but knowing that we do have the capacity to deliver that to ourselves and we don't need something to happen for that to be changed, for that to be ignited. We can have control over that. Okay. So I'm happy to be able to provide that for you today, my friends. This is your mindset tool for today. And because even if there's five not so good things happening in your life right now, there are at least 20 to 30 others that we can look to to really get back in that flow of abundance. And at the end of the day, this is a beautiful practice for law of attraction as well. Because when we intentionally look at what we have that can really allow the universe to deliver more of those things. We're telling the universe, hey, I love this. Please give me more. I love this. And it's the same when we're focused on the negative stuff. When we're focused on the negativity, the universe is hearing that loud and clear because like attracts like. That's more podcast episodes to come. So, But that's just another benefit of this practice. Okay, cool. So thank you for taking the time to listen today and connect with me today. I am currently in the process on also working on some physical content for you to be able to put more of these tools into practice. So obviously the podcast, I'm so passionate about it because it delivers these things to you that you can do right now. Like as you're listening along, you can write out what's bothering you and have the steps to take to shift back into love. But I also want to be able to provide worksheets and downloads for you to be able to do this. Um, I'm also really, really feeling a journal right now because I've been going through the stuff on a day-to-day, right? And I have been realizing that I need something to get me through it and not just through it, but through the stuff I'm going through to elevate me, to, to evolve and become who I'm seeking to become while still loving me, (laughs) while evolving and loving me, which is the key, right? So thank you so much. This is all about you being in control of your life. 
and how you feel so you can create the reality you truly deserve. And if you're interested in staying up to date on all of this, please go to Picture Perfect Mind. There's a little pop-up that comes up and you can put your email in to be on the email list. And I'd love for you to like Picture Perfect Mind on Facebook and Instagram. And the other thing about the pop-up on PicturePerfectMind.com is that you also get a visualization meditation that is yours to keep when you do that. So I hope you have a beautiful day. Please let me know how this goes for you. Please let me know if you have any questions, concerns, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, friends. Bye-bye.